Welcome back to another episode of Tuesdays with Mummy, a show where I, Kala, get together with my son and chat about the happenings in our lives. We eagerly look forward to these sessions, which gives us a glimpse of his university life, snowing and the beautiful rainbow outside his window in Cambridge. Say hello to your crowd, son. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. So Tejas, you studied for five years in Gujarat National Law University at Gandhinagar near Ahmedabad, which is about two hours flight from Bangalore. And you had to stay on the campus for the completion of the course. I've always been intrigued on how you coped with those years of hostel life and have been wanting to pick your brain on this. Ever since a kid, barring the initial three years, you always had a separate room. And with no sibling to share, all the accessories in the room, the bed, the pillows, the beanbag, everything was yours to own and enjoy. And after grade 10, it became apparent that you would be moving away from home for undergraduate studies. Uh, Neither your dad or myself stayed in a hostel or on the campus. So we could not give you much inputs on this subject. How did you prepare yourself for a hostel life? So Tejas, did you consciously start eating more potato, knowing that this is the favorite food <laughs> at the mess? Um, I think the, the biggest change that had to happen was in terms of me becoming a little more accommodating. Uh, when you grow up as a single child, like you said, you're very used to having your own possessions and your own space and a lot of you know, things that you can call your own. But I was really excited about the hostel experience. So that made becoming like sort of that transition in my head a lot easier. The second thing is you were always there, like we discussed on the last episode, irritating me and making lots of noise in the house. You used to come up every one or two hours and sort of ask me things or just disturb me in general. That sort of got me used to the fact that the hostel might bring, you know, a bit of a change in my routine. I was a little steadfast in terms of, okay, this has to get done, then this has to get done. But I knew that the hostel would bring that variance about. The rest of it was sort of adopting just a go with the flow attitude. Um, I decided to actively immerse myself in whatever the hostel would bring. Uh, Knowing that this was not an experience that anyone in our family had had. We had members of our extended family who had been to the hostel, but nobody else had put themselves through what I was going to put myself through. That gave me a lot of pride in terms of the fact that I was actively seeking out discomfort when I didn't have to necessarily. It would have been easy for me to, you know, say that I wanted to live in an apartment a little further away from campus or, you know, uh, discredit the hostel experience and move out after a couple of years. Uh, But sticking on for five years proved to be one of the best decisions of my life. And I think that's, that's, that's just down to having that, you know, go with the flow mentality. Mm. So if there was a family award to the greatest survivor, then it would go to you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, given how many camps also I've been to over the years, after coming to India from being that spoiled kid in Dubai, I think it's definitely changed my changed my worldview a lot. Yeah, yeah. So did the expectations match the reality when you arrived at uh, GNLU? I'm sure you must have spoken to a lot of your seniors before uh, going to the college. 
and when you arrived there uh, you know the things may not have been in the right perspective and also do you think uh, age plays a factor because you were just 18 when you moved to uh, GNLU but if you I were was, 24 sorry i was 17 oh yeah right yeah. <laughs> 17 so uh, do you think it would have been easier for a 24 year old tejas to stay in a hostel um so i'll answer your second question i don't think age is a very big factor i feel like everyone enters in the first year ultimately irrespective of what age they are so and your hostel experience is so defined by the age group that you're a part of i mean the the year group that you're a part of first year second year third year fourth year fifth year uh, that uh, what age you are has really no relevance whether expectations match reality for me is an entirely different question so to tell you about that i have to tell you about how i ended up at gnlu and ending up at gnlu itself is such a romantic story in my head because my school encouraged us to do these internships when when we used to be in grade 11 and at the end of grade 11 i interned with a law firm who were my school's lawyers at the time uh, both of whom are and the people who run the firm are both nlsiu bangalore alumni and over the course of that internship the other co-intern who was there during my time period was a student at gnlu who ended up becoming my fifth year on campus as someone who was interested in going to law school i naturally had a lot of questions for him i used to ask him about mooting culture i used to ask him about debating washing your own clothes um mess food general things about hostel life what he hated what he liked and after visiting the website once and hearing about his entire amalgam of experiences gnlu became the best place after nls to go to and i think that even at home we became very comfortable with the idea that either i would go to bangalore hyderabad or then gnlu in gujarat uh, for which i had to secure a common law admissions test rank as fate would have it i ended up with a opportunity to be at gnlu and i think that we didn't have any reason to say no after after all of the things we had heard the good and the bad I think the way that I saw it was this was an experience I really wanted to have. It was something that would push me uh, beyond anything that I had experienced in my life before in a lot of ways, personal and professional. And in that sense, when I got to GNLU for the first time, uh, you were with me, and my expectations were for a very very smooth admissions process. But instead, we got sent back. Uh, we got sent back, and I went back to. Odisha where I was for some time um but when I came and when I became a part of the GNLU family expectations matched reality and surpassed like i mean like reality surpassed any expectations i could have had the kind of community that we built at GNLU is one that i have immense gratitude for i'm very grateful that i was able to experience that at that time in my life when i was a Uh, a young 16 17 year old going into um, an indian university and an indian system for the first time the range of my thoughts has expanded manifold and that's what i wanted to go to gnlu for so uh that that was fantastic infrastructure wise i think there was a bit of a mismatch i thought all hostel room sizes would be the same uh, my hostel room ended up being the smallest one in the entire campus to a very large extent so for 5 years 
I was in the smallest room. Even though I had a couple of chances to move out, I wasn't able to capitalize on them. So, yeah. Mm, interesting. Uh, and as parents, we were more comfortable with your choice of GNLU compared to Katak for various reasons. Uh, one, uh, because we are vegetarians, and the mostly vegetarian food was served at the hostel. And as a mother, um, my first preference would be for food more than the room. And when I had food at your campus on the day we went, even during our first time visit, I was quite pleased uh, with the spread that they had to offer. And we could actually see the ladies making hot hot rotis, you know, through the sea yeah. through, uh, window. That's not to say that's not to say that Odisha didn't have vegetarian food. It's just that the choices were limited, and I think that it was a lot more repetitive the menu. Potato this, to... potato that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also because Gujarat is a dry state. <laughs> anyway, uh, so though ra- ragging is an offense, coming to a more serious uh, subject, especially in a law institution, uh, were you subjected to any bullying or tasks by the seniors in the first semester? I remember you telling stories about midnight mess. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean. I, I think I went through it, but I didn't go through it uh, in a ragging sense. I I went through it in terms of them wanting to get to know me, and them eventually becoming some of my closest friends. But I think it's a very intimidating experience. So some of the tasks that I had to do were things like um, get multiple orders from the night mess for them, like lots of parathas. And as a first year, you really don't really you don't really have anything to do after you go back to your room. So I mean, I used to tell myself I had to study, but uh, first year not really, not too much. So I mean, in that sense, I had that, and then I had a couple of Spider Man where I had to do the Spider Man dance and then Shakti Man dance and all of that. But it wasn't. <laughs> Was uh, it like the MBBS Munna by MBBS dance? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the that's the style they were trying to emulate, uh, very unsuccessfully. Hmm. But. the good thing is that the practice of ragging just went down as i was at university by the time i was in my 5th year i i hardly think we had any incidents of ragging um whether they were reported or unreported i think my batch sort of pretty much had this zero tolerance policy where we were just like we we don't want to there are better ways to get to know juniors so um and i think that that was really pivotal it changed a bit of the culture in the boys hostel i i should say maybe not to the extent that we could have but definitely to a very great great extent yeah that's for the better absolutely because there are much better ways to get to know who a person is sit with them on a dining table you don't need to make them you know get yeah. new stuff or, and or ask them what food. the ingredients have gone into preparing a particular meal <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, or you know, just get to know them the way you'd get to know any other human. You wouldn't ask just because they're junior to you doesn't mean they're less human. So, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still remember the first day I had come to drop you at the GNLU hostel. Uh, that's when I met your roommate Neep uh, for the first time. He was so welcoming and affectionate, and the first picture of both of you with his arm on your shoulder. and both of you in that blue t-shirt you know is still very memorable we have heard so much about neep in bits and pieces over the last several years so how has your experience been tejas staying with him i don't think i could have asked for a better roommate uh i think right from the start neep was someone 
who was accommodating friendly helpful and someone who challenged and opened up my mind to a range of things that i didn't know before and if you're sharing a space a small space with someone for 5 years for 8 months in a year i don't think there's anything more that you can ask for um in terms of our life backgrounds we were very different i think at the at the start of the program there was a stark contrast between the way that i used to live and the way that he used to live just because of our different familial backgrounds and upbringings and for both of us this was a culture shock for me it was a culture shock in terms of coming to the indian system having been in an international school and grown up with a different background altogether and for neep it was a different experience in terms of coming out of his background in assam um it was his first exposure to a lot of things like mcdonalds and for example mcdonalds and amazon which are things that i had taken for granted in bangalore so uh for both of us we were able to bond over that i think over how different this experience was to what it was in our past life and just as a result of that our bonding was very strong we were also i think extremely respectful of each other he was extremely willing to give me my space in the room and i gave him his space in the room we sort of had it split right down the middle in the first year and then eventually as i got a bookshelf it became a little more l shaped where i had one l and he had another l of the room and the the thing that i appreciated the most was that it was a very silent room a lot of rooms were really noisy and i mean i would have struggled in that atmosphere because i'm someone who prefers silence when i'm working especially um so we used to reserve conversations between breaks or when someone got up to do something is when we'd ask the other person about stuff it wasn't like we'd interrupt anyone when they were working neither of us would do that he wouldn't do that to me i wouldn't do that to him um there was a lot of assistance also i remember my first day at jnlu it was raining it was pouring outside and i didn't have a mattress because i had just got into campus and the the way the jnlu campus is structured is that the multipurpose store which is where all of these things are available is closer to the entrance than it is to the hostel it's not like a 50-50 thing jnlu is also architecturally very open so if it rains the rain hits you no matter where you're standing pretty much there are very few spots within the hostel for example where it won't hit you and things like that ne ran with me through the rain to the multipurpose store helped me pick up a mattress and then carried it back with me because that's not something i could have done alone and from that day onwards i realized that this was someone who would help me whenever i required it i remember i had a terrible back injury in the first year and i had a very weak immunity system i used to fall sick at least once a semester and ne was always around to help me he eventually replaced you in terms of becoming my alarm clock also he used to wake me up for classes in the 4th and 5th year which was when my attendance was just dropping because i had a lot of other commitments to heed to than going to class so there was there was that as well um it's i think been the the happiest part of jnlu for me having my room to go back to and having neep to speak to every day i don't think i trade that for anything else and you've interacted with him he's such a warm hearted person um yes, very welcoming yeah. very, very very patient very respectful very affectionate i mean even with few minutes of conversation you know that boy is going to be there for you whenever you need him the most 
yeah and i think that that's comes across as a pillar of strength whenever he is required yeah and that's something i think tough journey so it's been very inspiring to know about his journey also in how he managed to excel in the language Um, yeah i think i think that's really really crucial i didn't have to look far for motivation if i was ever tired of studying or ever tired of working hard for something that i wanted i literally just had to look to him because he was in an unfamiliar environment with a language that he learned after 10th uh, to excel in with a community that he had built for himself from scratch not a community that he could easily identify with and here he was feeling comfortable finding his footing working hard to further his political or personal ambitions taking up community service project and continuously with the steadfast goal of knowing he wanted to go back to his village and help out which is where he is right now and which is exactly what he is doing so it's it's it such phenomenal. immense pride to see someone's journey like that isn't it yeah, and always with a smiling face no matter yeah. how long or how hard the day has been for him so yeah. it's been we have been very fortunate and especially yourself to know him so well yeah definitely i think he uh, even during the pandemic through all of it he is probably the the one person i think i can expect a message from every day every day i'll get a message from him yesterday also he sent me a text about uh with with a sweet that he had with a photo of a sweet he had taken at the GNLU mess <laughs> and we were just talking about that for some time great guy very good yes very nice to remember uh, neep and his uh, all his yeah. you know valuable you should have him on the show sometime i'm sure he'll love it we should we should we should do that sometime so tejas before we conclude uh how did you manage the food you are such a passionate foodie uh, i remember how you used to say that if i think of friday i can taste biryani was it actually yeah. true did you kind of get accustomed to the weekly routine so the reason i could think of biryani because of fridays is because of school the school that i attended used to serve biryani every single friday with gulab jamun and one ice cream <laughs> and i grew up so spoiled that i could not think of eating anything else for friday lunch um but that's exactly what happened at jnlu also i grew super accustomed i think the food didn't get to me till my 8th semester till my 6th semester i want to say i was very happy with the food for 6 semesters uh and 6 semesters were were joyous because the food was so good Uh, and generally food had this pattern where for the first two weeks of term irrespective of what term it was it was insanely good because parents would be coming to campus to drop their children oh off. that was when i had my first year. exactly exactly yes. which is what i wanted to tell you guys when you were there also so the first two weeks was insane and then the last week of the year would also be crazy because the fifth years were leaving mm. so they used to do these things called mohani specials lots of crazy food and every event had very good food which is a very good uh, incentive to join organizing committees do little work get food rewards you don't need anything else uh, exemptions and food are enough um so the first 3 years were pretty easy to be honest i think i got into a very settled rhythm of having my food with my friends for the first 3 years where i was sort of happy with the mess food there used to be onion rice and rajma on mondays um tuesdays was i think channa bindi 
really really tasty food very diverse damalu on monday nights with shauge paisa there used to be wow. these different types of halwas they used to make wow. um i got yeah i mean i i we we were really spoiled like we look back at it and it's not a joke to be providing that kind of food at that kind of cost for that number of students um uh, they used to make these they used to try crazy things like they try pasta once in a while they tried pizza also uh that that uh, naan wednesday naans used to be insanely good there used to be a lot of paneer served um first 3 years therefore nothing to complain it was the last two years that was terrible because i was so tired of it because i used to wake up and based on the day i knew what i'd be eating so i think i started eating out a lot more i started eating in my room a lot more i used to make a lot of cup noodles i remember on one of my trips to dubai i took back a lot of ready to eat food because i was just too tired of mess food uh and i think i managed that within my budget which i was very happy with like i used to go out pretty frequently in my final two years i think i used to eat out maybe twice or thrice a week um but it was still within the budget that you, i had been allocated for that time which is something that i really really liked uh i i ended up my favorite joint ended up becoming subway because it was reliable and it was always western tasty uh, and i really liked that I also really like Beru's biryani so I used to order from those oh, two places That's super tasty <laughs> Number yeah, of exactly. you ordered in Bangalore too Yeah so I think it was all in all I think it was pretty easy to manage like food was never a problem Ahmedabad is also like Gujaratis are food loving people yes. so you can you can always you know go and talk to them about food and they won't shy away from it so yeah, yeah. That's right. But thanks Amma thank you you really allowed me to relive some of my favorite memories of of hostel life I think it's uh, it's definitely a chapter in my life that I'm super happy about about experiencing all of it all of the highs all of the lows that it brought it's got me to where I am today and I don't think I'd have that any other way And to the listener thank you so much for tuning in this podcast will be out wherever you like to listen to podcasts whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts subscribe and do listen in next tuesday for another episode of tuesdays with mummy we'll both see you then goodbye bye